Johnny, my friend, I have just eaten a delicious serving of beer, cheese, and pretzels from the handlebar that you got for me. And let's just do everybody listening a favor and tell them if they don't know about the handlebars happy hour. Place is great. Seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. You're going to get some money off all of their ridiculous amount of draft beers. 28. Super great rotating lineup. Half off bottles of wine, excellent patio, delicious food. It's got everything a growing boy needs. Yeah, again, that's the Handlebar. They're right here in Chico on the south end of town at 2070 East 20th Street. Check out that happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. Get a dollar off all of their draft beers. Here's the show. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast and radio show here in Chico, California, where uh, we tell you every week what you should be watching, what you should be drinking, and sometimes more importantly, what you shouldn't be. My name's Max Minardi. And I'm Johnny Summers. Hi. This week on the show, we're giving you our thoughts on Asteroid City. It's the latest from director Wes Anderson. But before we get to that, Johnny, tell the listeners what we'll be drinking this week. We are going to be drinking two beverages. I'm not going to say beers. Fair enough. That's a, a loose interpretation from Creative Creature Brewing out of El Cajon, California. Beer number one is called Cha Ma Noah. It is a hard Thai iced tea that is 5% alcohol. And beverage number two is called Flavor Flow. It is a ridiculously adjunct hard seltzer. And we'll get to that a little bit later. It's This is the first time... We've ever done just seltzers, or I mean, rather non-beers. Yeah. I don't think we've ever, on a full episode, like a proper episode, done something not a beer. It's exciting. It was an accident, is what it was, I think. Nah, we like, decided. They're like, really cool. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the can design when we get into the nitty-gritty of these beverages, but um, it was almost impossible not to pick them up. Yeah. But as a result, we are drinking two things that are not technically beer, so this week we're, a, we're an adult beverage and movie show. Which is fine. We've kicked around the idea of doing some seltzers and some ciders. and You've kicked that idea around. I go, no, this is the show. <laughs> this is what we do. But yet, when we're off air, we just drink ciders right. like crazy. And seltzers, and seltzers. <laughs> Anyways, if you're listening on KZFR, the radio waves right now of 90.1 FM, we hope you're having uh, the kind of Saturday that you deserve. Hopefully that's a good Saturday. <laughs> on the radio version of our show today, you'll be hearing our episode almost in its entirety, which will include include spoilers eventually for Asteroid City. So consider this your first of several warnings if you haven't had a chance to see that movie yet. That said, those spoilers won't be until about 4.30. On the other hand, you could go see the movie and then just listen to the podcast version of our show, which in addition to our beverage reviews and thoughts on the film today include, uh, includes the always unpredictable and fun and wily and radical hot and bothered segment. It's how we end the show most weeks by catching up with each other and discussing everything that's been going on in our personal lives. And that's not always movies and beers, but it is sometimes and sometimes it's not. So you just have to stick around and find out. That's right. And to find all of that, just go search for us. Fresh Hop Cinema on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms. You know where you get podcasts. We release new episodes every Friday. We've been doing that since 2016, and that means it's available to all of you listening on KZFR right now. If you like the show, please take five seconds and go leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to let us know you did. Uh, give us a text or an email or a voicemail or a woof, if sure. you will. Uh, whatever. Just let us know that you did that. Uh, if you want to text us or call us, it's 530-433-0839. Again, the number for the podcast is 530-433-0839. To hang out with us on social media, search all the usual suspects and just type in Fresh Hop Cinema anywhere that your social and its media will be there. Yeah, let's talk about Patreon, man. Uh, Patreon, if you don't know, is a way to help fund our show with your hard-earned money. And in exchange, we give you access to things like bonus episodes of ours, invites to super secret fun events that we host. Um, shout out to everybody at the June Bar Hang. We don't have any events to announce uh, at this moment, but we are going to have something planned for July. So if you're in Patreon already, uh, make sure to either check your Patreon feed or perhaps our Facebook group that is exclusive to Patreon members. We do have a couple birthday shout outs. Um, and I didn't know this until I looked at our calendar, but um, friends of the show and patron, longtime patron, first time patron, not current patron, but I think he's earned a spot in the legacy for forever because he was there from the get go, is John Wallum and Brittany George, who both had birthdays on Wednesday, June 28th. So happy birthday to you both. Hope they were wonderful days. We got a new patron. Yeah, do you know do. about this? I do. Did you did you put these pieces in motion, or is this just a random? No. 
You want to give it a shout out? Because I think you know her better than I do. Yeah, Sherry Butler. Welcome to the gang. You're one of the cool kids now. She's been a long time drinking buddy. She's sure. a, she's a Chico staple. Yes. Uh, fantastic human being. I've known her since probably the old Goose or the old right. Burgers and Brew even. Oh, wow. Been yeah. around. Uh, so she's rad. And she just joined Patreon. So yeah. she's even a little bit more rad. Right. Which means she gets all the access to things we've just talked about. She might be at our July bar hang. Who knows? Um, but if any of that sounds interesting to you, you can also be like Sherry, and you can join us on Patreon by Googling or binging or yahooing or asking Jeeves to go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. That'll get you there. It's super easy to sign up. It's like four bucks a month minimum, uh, which I think, um, you know, if you can afford it and you like our show, come on. Come on. Try it. Come on. Just do Just it. Just come on. Just <laughs> um, Johnny, that's our housekeeping. We're Just out of the way. Let's get into Chaminoa. Like you said, it's a hard tea. It's 5%. We picked both of these beers up today at Spike's Bottle Shop. And Untapped, this is going to be a common thread in both of our beers today. Not a huge footprint on Untapped. This beer has had five unique reviews. I don't mean 500, <laughs> 5,000, 5 million. Five. Count them on one hand. Yeah. Um, and Untapped said, this is a hard iced tea with lime done the rebel's way, brewed with Thai tea leaves, cardamom, anise, cloves, and lime. It is a Star Wars-themed label. And they have in the traditional Star Wars scrolling opening credits, it says long ago in a galaxy far, far away at a Tatooine tea party, a competition occurred for Thai tea supremacy, but the sides couldn't decide between two teas. And then it says, Chamanoa. And then it says all the details that I just listed. Johnny. Yo. What um, is, there's no precedent on this show, like we said, but what, what do you expect from something that claims to be a hard Thai iced tea? Do you like Thai tea? Um, you know, I'm not super familiar with it. I've okay. had it like once or twice, but usually it has like whole milk, whole milk evaporated yeah. milk. Uh, I have had it with coconut milk. Oh, sure. It's very delightful. Yeah, I bet. It's refreshing, very spicy. It's got a real zippiness to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I've had it has had just that coconut milk sweetness with just spices and bright, like almost fall flavors. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, the tea kind of brings that earthy, herbal bitterness around. Um, not a big connoisseur of Thai teas, sure. especially hard Thai teas. But mm -hmm. the ones I've had that I remember having, I enjoy. Mm -hmm. What about hard teas? That's been a thing that's come around. You got like your the the, the blue and yellow one? Uh, twisted tea. Mm -hmm. And you have others, probably? Yeah. Uh, uh, tea West. Sierra sure. Nevada just put out a, a hard tea. Are you into that stuff? Um, see, I have a real problem with those, and for the, it's for the simple reason that they're overly carbonated. Oh. I do not like carbonated yeah, no, you're right. tea. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people do. It's trending in the non-alcohol category as well. I'm really? seeing a lot of herbal teas, even without caffeine hitting mm -hmm. the market, mm -hmm. in a, a carbonated 12-ounce can. And I am a huge tea fan, but I'm a bit of a tea purist. I yeah. like hot tea and I like cold iced tea, not bubbly. Okay. Uh, and that's the only, probably the only beverage in my lexicon that I don't like carbonated because I'm, I'm a big sparkle water guy. I hate still water. Hate it. Yeah, I know you do. It's boring it's, too. It's well documented. Okay. So, so with very uh, limited sample sizes from, for something this specific as a hard tie iced tea, um, are you excited to try it? Mm -hmm. Are you, do you have high hopes? No. Okay. I mean, it's such an unknown, and the bar for hard teas has been set pretty low. Like, sure. my favorite hard tea is twisted tea, but it's way too sweet. That's because it's like a thousand grams of sugar. It's way too sweet, but it's not carbonated. No, it's so not. So it's much more like a Lipton brisk iced tea, uh -huh. but yeah, hangover city. Sure. Okay. Uh, you'll try this for the first time while I tell you about what I think. It's I think it's pretty good. It's not too carbonated, by the way. It looks almost like a, um, you know, like a, like a, like a, what do you think? I don't know. Somewhere between a dark pilsner and an apple juice. Sure. That's that's nice. I was trying to think of a beer, but it's not quite beery looking. No. Um, there's very little carbonation in my glass. No head to speak of whatsoever. I tried it. Very little carbonation on the mouth. It's very sweet. Tons of spices. You could almost convince me it's a mulled cider. Mm -hmm. um, but there's an artificiality that comes in on the back burner, and that is my first impression, okay. uh, which I guess is long for. I like it. Don't know if I love it yet. Right. What about you? Oh, it's very unique as a beverage. It's got just an epic amount of of seasoning. I've never had a beverage so well seasoned. It is just I mean you could have told me this was very it's very cinnamon cinnamony. Ton of that. Nutmeggy. Ton of it. Uh very it tastes like fall. Mold cider yes. is a very good comparison. It tastes like fall. Definitely heavy on the spice. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, spice first, tea secondary, sugar and like sweetness throughout. Yep. Very unique re- drinking experience. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't think I love it. Okay. But I'm intrigued. I kind of want to go back for more. I don't hate it. That's for sure. Yeah. I think the the thing and the, the, yeah, you were saying is that the thing that is an off put most of the time is if it's way too carbonated because it just that kind of overt sweetness you might get from a Thai tea just doesn't pair well, at least for me, with heavy carbonation. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't have that. No, so I think that's working in its favor. It's really soft on the carbonation, which makes drinking it very pleasant. Yes. I also think the lime comes through in mm-hmm. a way that kind of catches me off guard. Maybe that's what I'm catching on the back end. Uh, cause it is all spice up front and then it sweetens up a little bit. And then that, yeah, that punchy tropical tang on the end from the lime is like, oof, it's a little shock to the senses after you've just had a glass of cold weather fall yeah, cloudy out beverage, which is weird cause you know, Thailand's very humid, tropical, hot. Uh, this is a dumb question, but I assume Thai tea does come from Thailand, or is it like a French fry where it's like no, Americans it, made it and like we just call it a, an exotic from, thing? Comes from Thailand. Cool. Yep. Just checking. Um, I'm not in the same boat as you, which is you saying you're in the same boat as me, where you said you don't think you love it. I said I don't know if I love it. Okay. I said I like it, don't know if I love it. Yeah. I still haven't decided. Okay. Um, I know I don't hate it. I'll yeah. tell you that. I, I've enjoyed it. I, my This is how much I have left in my glass. Oh, you drank it all. And yeah, we're drinking out of our five ounce tasters here. Um, it's good, man. I really like it. There's could be colder. It could be colder. And I think that was my fault. I pulled it out to work on the notes and I was trying to, because there was so little information online that I wanted to get as much information as I could off the can. And then I went down a rabbit hole for Asteroid City. <laughs> so I forgot to put it back. But it's only been out for maybe, um, yeah. at this point, uh, oh man, it's, yeah, it's probably been like 35 minutes. Yeah. Honestly, this this beverage, I think, would be completely fine um, poured over ice. I would definitely endorse doing that. I I'd worry about watering it down. I wouldn't. You know, it's got kind of a soda aftertaste, like a soda pop. A little bit. Or a pop, depending on where you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Which I don't love. It's the same sweetness you get from the uh, the aftertaste of like Coca Cola, mm-hmm. that kind of really really turned up to eleven, uh, ultra sugary, yes, yeah. corn syrupy kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I do like. You know, Coca Cola is a very very successful product. They've been around for a long time. Probably not going anywhere anytime soon. No, um, I like this more than Coca Cola. Okay. I'll tell you that. I wonder how long it's gonna be till Coca Cola gets in the hard soda game. I bet you they will. No, well, they're too big. No, no one's too big, man. Pepsi just came out with hard Mountain Dew that we've tried. I forget like, that Mountain Dew's owned by Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Give me any negatives for this. Blaring negatives. Just the things that make you sick, make like, you angry. Right off the top, it's 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 way too sweet. Oh, it's too sweet. It's it's too sweet. Okay, I don't going. think I would enjoy a whole 16-ounce can of this just on the sweetness factor. And we didn't say that it was 16 ounces, but it is, yep. which is, yeah, a, a large amount. Yeah, that's a lot. I wouldn't drink this solo. I probably wouldn't consume a whole 16. It's, yeah, too sweet. It almost feels, like, oddly balanced with the spices and then that punch of lime. Like the you lime, mean, like, off balance? Out of balance, off like balance. You said it's oddly balanced. Like yeah, yeah, it is oddly balanced. It's like balanced. off balance. Yeah, well, it's, like, front-loaded with all that spice mm-hmm. and sweetness, and then there's no lime, but then the back end of it, just all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're hit with tang. Yeah. Which I don't love. You're not into that. No, I would love to have it incorporated throughout. I get that. Um, and some days I also feel that way. Today I do not feel that way. Right. I love this this emotional mouth roller coaster I'm going on. It's, it is a mouth roller coaster. <laughs> I love it. I do love it. Yeah. It's really good. It's I've, I've been drinking a lot of it. Um, I'm, you know, I've ref- do you want any more? By the Go way? ahead. Okay, I already did. <laughs> We're not 100% sure if it has lactose in it or not. It doesn't so. have lactose. There's no way, you know? The, does anything about the drinking experience make you think there might be lactose? No. Yeah. Um, that combined with the fact that it's not on the can or anywhere on the five reviews on Untapped makes me think. Probably not. Yeah. It does have a nice apple juice finish. Yeah, I, which I kind of – sometimes you'll taste a bad home-brewed beer, mm-hmm. and it kind of tastes that way. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like I brewed beer once or mm-hmm. twice, um, and the worst of the two batches, like – I guess maybe fermented, but just tasted like bad apple juice or like, like sorry, cheap apple juice, which gotcha. tasted good. But mm-hmm. um, so I don't think this is quite that. I think it's more of like a fine mold cider. Yeah. It's got that going. It definitely has cider qualities about it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love it. I think it's really good. Right. I would, I'm going to drink the rest of this. Nice. It sounds great. Um, and I, the only thing I don't love, and this is just personal taste, is, is the anise stuff going on here and the cardamom. I don't love those, those holiday spices. Yeah. 
they're fine. They're just, I think, overdone, and they can be overpowering. And I think they're overpowering here a little bit. It makes sense. But not so much so that I can't enjoy the rest of what's going on. Yeah. It makes sense in the context of a Thai tea, though, because they're only holiday spices here. Yes. They're everyday spices there. Yep. Um, let's give it a rating out of 10, Johnny, and then I've got a couple more questions for you. Hmm. This is a weird one. Yeah. As far as, as hard teas goes, it's it's up there. As far I th- as ones dude, that I've had. I think this is one of those scenarios where you just, like, there's not enough to go by. I think you just got to tell me, like, you're, don't compare it to other things. I don't know. I think I've had eight hard teas. It's not very many. That's, no. you know, like, not really. No. It's a seven, seven. Oh, that's high. It's way higher than I thought you were going to say. It's solid. Like, I would definitely bring this to someone's house this summer at a barbecue. Be like, no one's ever had anything like this. Right. Let's try it. It's going to be fun. No, well, it's, a, it's a fun beverage. It's totally fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm only giving it an eight. I thought you were going to be lower. No, I'm, it's, <laughs> eight's a super solid score. Yeah. So it's seven, seven. You haven't even described the can. Well, that was my next question. We got to talk about the vibes of this thing. Yeah. Um, who, sir, is on this can? And, and, and describe to me um, the, the, you know. Motif? Sure. Uh, it's almost in the positioning of The Last Supper. Uh-huh. And we all have, we have loose caricaturization. Uh, like, like not quite copyright infringing. But close enough. <laughs> like, yeah. Like we have uh, front and center is a, a reddish pink version of what would be Yoda. Is that what that is? That guy's freaking me out. Yeah, that's, that's Yoda. And then you have what looks to be uh, Bo Din Djarin. What? From The Mandalorian. Nerd. Yeah. Who's that? That's the Mandalorian. No, who's the Mandalorians? That's his name. Yeah, Din Djarin. I thought his name was Boba Fett. No, that's Boba Fett. Who's oh? So then who's the, who? Doesn't matter now. The Mandalorian <laughs> is named Din Djarin. Is he related to Boba Fett? No, oh. they are both They're Mandalorian. The is that a, doesn't matter? I'm it's so a religion. <laughs> it is. Yes. It's not like a species thing. No. Okay. Like there's non-human Mandalorians. Yes. All right. Carry, carry on. <laughs> uh, there's a stormtrooper. We have a little R two unit. There is a C three PO. And, and some and, sort of like parachute trooper in a gas mask just for fun. Sure. I wonder if that's like a, something that the brewery, the brewery does. Thing, yeah. yeah. But it says long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away at a Tatooine tea party, a competition occurred for Thai tea supremacy, but the sides couldn't decide between two teas. Are you unaware that I read that? Yeah. All right. Well, I did. And now you've heard it twice. That's wild. Yeah, it's a fun can. It is a fun can. I wish the label had wrapped all the way around. It's only, it's about half the can. Yeah. Uh, and I wish we had more art from this. But yeah. That's okay. It's a cool can. Definitely yep. like eye catching, made us want to buy it. Yeah, which again, we got it at Spikes. So you can check it out there if you'd like. Um, and once again, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. If you have tried Chamanoa and you think we got it wrong, or you know that we obviously got it right with our 7.7 and 8, get in touch. Let us know. You can leave us a voicemail or. Literally this instant, send us a text to 530-433-0839. I can't stress this enough. We love feedback. It's a text message. Again, the number is 530-433-0839. It is, it is so easy to get a hold of us. I feel like for years we were like, send an email or send a carrier pigeon. And now it's like, just send a little text. Pull out your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, if all else fails but you do like the show, help us out. Leave us a five-star rating and bonus points if you write a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it only takes a couple seconds, and it is definitely the most effective way to help us get our show mm-hmm. in front of mm-hmm. new potential listeners. Boost us in that algorithm. Mm-hmm. It helps us. It helps you. It helps the world. Uh, incoming is a trailer for Asteroid City. If you haven't seen it yet, don't worry. There are no spoilers in our next segment, so don't go anywhere. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Junior stargazers and space cadets. Each year we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Holy Toledo, that's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel Thank who you. gets amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, awkward. maybe my favorite character ever. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. 
How did you, how do you look? Like we're doomed. Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing jumpy jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven, which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Mm -hmm. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train, going If so you are just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR at 90.1 FM, you're sadly going to be missing out on some solid gold that's available exclusively to our podcast listeners. So if you'd like to hear the whole episode in its entirety, go subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you get your podcast from. It's currently available for your streaming pleasure. So at the end of this, if you're just dying to know what all the hot and bothered fuss is about, please go have a listen. In the spirit of catching you up, if you are just joining us on the radio, that was a trailer for Asteroid City. Again, it's the newest film from director Wes Anderson. I sang this um, wildly undescriptive one-sentence um, plot synopsis from, from the internet, which says, World-changing events spectacularly disrupt the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention in an American desert town circa 1955. Um, this stars... And this is always a laundry list with Wes Anderson films, so I'll just name a few. Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody. Tom Hanks shows up. Uh, it was released to wide theaters. It was released in theaters wide, as we say, on June 16th. Um, and prior to that, had a screening at Cannes uh, the Film Festival back in May. It runs an hour and 45 minutes. Johnny, I don't need your entire history with Wes Anderson, but if you'd tell me like the last movie of his you saw and what you thought of it, I would love that. Yeah, it was definitely The French Dispatch when we did it in on this show in twenty one. Yeah, November. Yeah, I liked that movie. Yeah, yeah, you, I did too. We both gave it. Um, I think you were seven seven point eight, mm -hmm. and I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, if you hadn't seen that, it's a bit of an anthology movie. Lots of different stories being told. Um, which gave that movie the opportunity to kind of play in different stylistic sandboxes. Mm -hmm. This one is a much more, in a sense, linear story um, about a, yeah, about, um, well, it's about a lot of stuff, but the, the easiest way to break down the plot is that uh, when an alien is spotted um, by a bunch of people at this camp, there's a quarantine by the government and the people have to stay there and get to know each other and live and explore what it means to kind of exist in general. What do you think of this? Yeah, I actually got some thoughts in order. I had some time today. You mean like written? Yeah, dude. Wow. I know. A new dawn is dawning. I do this all the time. You write that down all the time? Yeah, I used to do it almost every week, and then I started doing it in my head. That's why right. you, you said, like, it always sounds like you have something written out. No, I know. Yeah, and and all, you said no. It's all up here. I sure. write it in my head. But now it's physically written? Yeah. Let's hear it. Asteroid <clears> City. <throat> thoughts. Uh, this film was visually stunning, overstuffed, filled with great snappy dialogue, a snack, a stacked cast, and it was a mess. Shoot. Yep. Wes Anderson made a film. It felt like he was trying to live up to his own reputation for me. He tried to just be as Wes Anderson-y as possible, and it just it wasn't there. It felt way too busy for its own good. It was over-narrated, which for him is saying something, uh, and it, it felt almost overcast. Like you mean like too many people? Too many people that deserved more screen time that didn't get it. I didn't get enough of the on-screen interactions that I really wanted, and I got a lot of the ones that I wasn't interested in. I'm looking at you, science kids. Uh, Adrian Brody and Ed Norton, criminally underutilized in this movie. Tom Hanks, total non-factor, but that's super the least of my problems with this movie. Uh, the crispness of the dialogue and just the sheer beauty of this movie kept me engaged. But the plot... And the film as a whole kind of fell short for me, standing alone particularly, but especially in the canon of Wes Anderson's filmography. Mm -hmm. um, give me more Schwartzman and ScarJo on screen. Mm -hmm. I love them. Mm -hmm. Every scene in the diner was pure magic, right? Good scenes. N near perfect. Yep. I would watch a whole movie set in that diner. Five orders of flapjacks and a black coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, the whole idea and kind of format and bones of the movie, it just it overcomplicated things for me. 
And we'll get to that a little bit later because that kind of gets Spoilery. somewhat. Uh, it was a bit too self-aware and it just made it feel less immersive and engaging than just focusing on one plot, which it felt like it was trying to do, but then distracted us from that. Uh, so with no – and it did – it had not so subtle shades of Mars Attacks. Sure. Uh, insert, that's, that's fair. Insert Slim Whitman's yodel here. Uh, <laughs> and despite moments of diner brilliance, this movie, unlike Aliens, did not land for me. out of 10. 6.2. Not a, not a terrible rating. It sounds reasonable for the arguments you've posed. I, you know, I, I liked it. It's a movie that I think when you mentioned it's, he tried to make it as quote unquote Wes Anderson as possible. I think that's true to some extent, different than others. Um, true. Certainly like stuffed cast, um, some of these signature filmmaking stuff that happens in Anderson movies, like the the symmetry and the color palette and the whip pans and the very uh, linear camera movement, mm-hmm. I think is all in there. The things that didn't feel like a Wes Anderson movie are the thematic elements that this movie um, suggests or brings up or or throws in your face. Sometimes, it's it's. <laughs> I think a lot of his movies tend to be about the experience of watching the movie. Sometimes there's some takeaways, but a movie like. Um, I like that. That's a really good way to put it. Sure, like 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 Moonrise Kingdom because uh, mm. the poster's right behind you. We both love that movie, um, but very little happens in that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if uh, I won't recap the plot, I guess, but um, it's more about the interactions of the characters throughout. And I yes. think this movie has some larger ideas, which is new and refreshing to me in a Wes Anderson movie. Um, and some of that has to do with like. You know, like like what it means to be human, or th- there's commentary on like I don't know, like like the 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 uh, industrial the the military industrial complex, the, the capitalism in general. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and a lot of it gets left just on the cutting board, mm-hmm. and we don't tie up any loose ends. Sometimes there's some stuff that gets wrapped up, but I think the charm for this movie is that it has the the experience and and the the craftsmanship of Wes Anderson. So even if that other stuff doesn't land, there's still something in there for people that like his stuff. Yep. Um, for me, the more nebulous kind of ambiguous stuff did really work. Um, and I think the performances are great. Some people that I didn't mention that are in this are uh, Steve Carell, who is the um, owner, proprietor, um, motel hustler of the motel slash yeah. like trying to get this city popping, like trying to sell parcels of land. I think he's great at that. Um, Tony Revolori, who is in the Grand Budapest Hotel, is great in this also. Um, and then there's like appearances from uh, Love Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton shows up. Um, Sophia Lillis is one of the kids who was um, well, a kid in this, but also a kid in in the It mm-hmm. uh, It movies. Um, you could maybe say a few more, but some of them feel like they were surprising and fun to see. So I won't name any other names. I enjoyed it. Um, I haven't. I saw it yesterday, and there's a lot to process. So I'm not sure that I'm in love with it yet. But there's a lot of stuff I haven't quite figured out. But I've enjoyed thinking about it. Um, so for me, I think it's going to be. I think it's a seven. I think it's a seven out of 10 for me. It's respectable. <clears throat> and that's where I'm at out the gate. Yeah. Like I completely agree with you. I would push back. I, I, I agree with you on a lot of what you said mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as some great performances. It was beautiful to look at. There's things in there for everyone to enjoy. Like the diner scenes, the cinematography, the color palette were yep. so just viscerally engaging. And when you spoke to the, the actual experience of watching a movie, I – wish I would have thought of those words because that's so accurate. Like it's just so fun and, and yeah. just pleasurable art watching his art, whether it's, you know, maybe not the most enjoyable film, it's still just a, a joy to watch. Yeah. Like yeah. we watch so many bad or, you know, off the wall movies or yes. you know, fast X or, you know, God. we watch all kinds of movies yeah. and like, I'll still watch a bad Wes Anderson movie over a lot of good widely yeah. accepted blockbusters. Totally. So there is absolutely merit to this movie and there's beauty in it, but I think our ratings are like right on. And I would, yeah. I want to push back though, because uh, I think a lot of his movies have bigger themes that they deal with. That's I think true. Like think about Isle of Dogs. That movie was meta okay, that's a good point. You're right. Like, and, um, Oh, the fantastic Mr. Fox. That movie was so like. That's a good point. You're oh. right. You're just hitting his stop motion stuff. You're yeah. Like, yeah. All these. Yeah. You're, that's, you're well, right. And also Moonrise Kingdom was dealing with. Uh, yeah. It was a, a more isolated story and it mm-hmm. was a bit more compacted, but it was dealing with so much of growing up and childhood issues that's true. and like real life things. Yep. I think he's dabbled and I think maybe those were 
palatable and that they were more direct mm-hmm. and he just got a bit more abstract with this. I mean, that's when I, like what I was saying, became self-aware. Right. Like he even acknowledged that like, it doesn't need to tie up at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, we just making a, the artsiest film possible here. I mean, I think that, well, so like, you're right. I was definitely wrong. His movies are about things a lot, but these ideas feel bigger. Like these movie, this, this movie feels like it has ideas, not, not just about like, a tangible human experience, like growing up, like this is about, you know, it's about like, it's about our relationship to creativity, to art. Like, does it have to have meaning? Does our does our life have to have meaning? And and if if it doesn't, what does that mean for us? And if it does, how can we um, figure out what that is? And um, I think the alien that ends up showing up never gets explained, really. Um, so probably functions as a metaphor for something. And mm-hmm. we can dive into spoilers in a little bit here, but. Um, I want to talk briefly about you saying you said that it's overly cast and you didn't get enough on-screen interactions with people you do care about. Mm-hmm. I assume you're meaning if you're going to cast these people, give them time on screen. Is that what or you mean by if, overly cast? Not just these people because I feel particularly like Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, mm-hmm. those two in particular. I found them to be quite fascinating characters in what was presented and I felt like they could have gone into them a bit more and maybe given them more screen time because they presented as so interesting. Yeah. It was a tease that like they sure. they presented these fascinating character pieces uh-huh. that were fascinating for brief glimpses and then we didn't see them again. Sure. It's worth pointing out too, if just for some character context because there's so many people moving here, um, that Edward Norton plays um, Conrad Earp who is a playwright who has written – this fictional play. Which is the movie Which that we're watching. is kind of the movie we're watching, but it breaks the fourth wall quite a bit, and, and 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 there's like stories in stories here. Yeah, but it does, but it doesn't, because it only breaks the fourth wall when it's black and white, and when it's in color, we're actually watching the real movie. I guess that's true. Or yeah. the real play the, the that play. is the movie. Yes. It's all, yeah. There, <laughs> there's actually a pretty good setup scene, I think, in the beginning with Brian Cranston, who plays kind of like a- He's the narrator. Like a TV, like a TV show, like 1950s kind of gets you set up. Um, it all started with an ink right. ribbon. Um, and then Adrian Brody is the director of the play. And when those two, Edward Norton and Adrian Brody, have moments, do they have moments together? Or am I just thinking of- um, They had one briefly brief, with yeah, Willem okay. Dafoe. That's right, in the class, in the yep. in the workshop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, great scenes. But there's, yeah, there's lots of those moments where there is so, there's so many layers to this going on that like, you can't just use the same actors in those scenes because it's there's all these different perspectives. So you have to have that to some extent. And for me, like seeing Willem Dafoe pop up was great. His was like a perfect cameo. Like the right amount? Yes. I would say you could also use more of him if you wanted it. There you go. But I was okay with it. Like who's somebody you thought was underutilized? Uh, Ed Norton, for sure. Sure. Okay. Adrian Brody. Just more time you wanted with him? Uh, In the constraints of the story. Constraints. Constraints. Constraints of the story. Yeah. I think it'd be tough. Like, I don't think there's room for it. I know. And I think it makes you appreciate those performances more. You yeah. have such limited time with them. I know. It was such a tease. It was like, oh, they're so fascinating. Like, I like that character. Sure. I want to sit with it more. And especially with Wes Anderson's movies, like, yeah. I'm thinking of Benicio Del Toro in mm-hmm. The French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. That character was initially just mesmerizing. Yes. And then we got to just sit with him and experience his life and, mm-hmm. like, get into it. I'm so used to having that from him yeah. that it was like yeah. the Wes Anderson bait and switch where I'm like, you, but I want- Give me more. Give me yeah. more. More, please. Um, one of the, I think, most important scenes of the movie happens uh, and is a conversation between um, two characters. One is Margot Robbie. Um, it happens pretty late in the movie, so I won't go into detail, but that's another person who was pretty underutilized. Yeah. Like, I think you only see her in a photograph. And then one scene. And then one scene. Yep. And like, I, I think Margot Robbie's fantastic in most stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she- is yeah, the monologue she has here is pretty great. Um, are, are you a Tom Hanks guy no. in general? Not really. No. Too 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 good-hearted and nice for you. No, he's fine. He's really he's a treasure. He's great. He is. I'm sure he's a he's great fine. guy. He's never maybe two or three movies he's had that he's actually blown me away with his acting. Really? But how many of those movies were just great movies that he happened to be in, and how many of those movies did his performance actually make the movie flourish? So I don't know I, the uh, Terminal. Castaway, can't do with a different actor. I think uh, Castaway, Forrest Gump. I don't even like Forrest Gump, but I think he's. Per- I actually don't even like his performance in Forrest Gump. Okay. I know I'm in the minority here, but yeah. I. But sure, a lot of people would say Forrest yeah. Gump. Yeah. Uh, I think you know people love Sully. I didn't think Sully was that great. I didn't either. It was cool. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I think he is. He's lovable. I agree. The Terminal was great. 
Terminal is awesome. Fantastic movie. But I don't think he's like a life-changing actor. There's been no roles of his that I've been like, that is a standout acting performance that made the movie. I think he happens to be cast in fantastic movies. What about like The Green Mile? The Green Mile was great. I don't think he made the movie. I think he was part of what made the movie. He's part of it. Exactly. That's, that's what a movie is. Yeah. It's like people contributing their parts to a larger whole. I think you could have substituted a lot of actors oh, in the I don't Green think Mile. So, man. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, Tom Hanks is pretty low on my list of A-list actors. Man, so that's, if there ever was a time to write in about a controversy, it is this because I feel like people have strong opinions about Tom Hanks. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, okay, fine. I take your point. Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia. Great movie. Yeah. Phenomenal. Are you kidding me? Tom Hanks and Denzel? Yeah. Man. Like probably the best movie he's ever been in. Uh, man, that would be a fun bonus episode to do. Like to top five Tom Hanks movies. Um, maybe. Yeah. I feel like Toy Story would be a contender, but different, <laughs> different kind yeah. of movie. One was a wooden doll. One had AIDS. Well, sure. Good point. There's different dramatic weights to yeah. those, I suppose. Um, you didn't ever see A Man Called Otto, right? The new one with Tom Hanks? No. Refused. I, I heard good things. That's cool. Watch the original. The original is probably, probably better. You're right. What about famous words? What about of, big? Of Bong Joon-ho. Sure. Get over the subtitles. It's more poetic than that, but yeah. That's the gist. <laughs> yeah. He <You> just <laughs> completely bastardized his speech Okay, the best picture. That's fine. I just, I can't resist because now I've seen it, but like, can you do Saving Private Ryan without Tom Hanks? Yes. Who? Lots of people. Name one. Hmm. It's one, a person that has the leadership, the compassion, the uh, those are the big ones. I think that's Tom Hanks. He's he's a leader. He's compassionate, empathetic, sympathetic, whatever. You could have done that movie with like Clint Eastwood. No, you can't, because Clint Eastwood's a jerk. Yeah. He doesn't have the sweet side. Okay, not. Even, well, we don't have to do this now. So like America's <laughs> sweetheart, Tom Hanks. Yeah, kind of. Tim Allen. No, Tim <laughs> Allen. No, because you, you don't feel the same way about him as you do with Tom Hanks. I don't think. Right. Uh, I would say Tom Skerritt. Who's that? A hundred percent could have played um, Tom Hanks' role. Who is that? He's been in many good things. He was the dad in A River Runs Through It. Dude. He was Viper in Top Gun. No, dude. Tom Skerritt is no. a great actor. These guys are different levels. There's no way. I think he could have done it. All right. I he, love Tom Skerritt. All right. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can love him, but he's no Tom Hanks in terms of his, you know, his social sort of, uh, you know, aura. Yeah. It's not the right word. Doesn't matter. Do you have anything else about this movie before we spoil it? Um, uh, I mean, I have lots, but we might as well get into spoilers. Okay. There. Then uh, this is your second to last warning. Uh, if you have not had the chance yet to see Asteroid City, um, this is a warning. And just as a reminder, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you have thoughts on anything we've discussed on the show so far today, get in touch. You can call or text us 530 433 0839, or you can send us a good old fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. Spoilers are incoming. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with the danger zone. Danger zone. Welcome to the danger zone. If you're listening on the radio or if you're listening in the podcast and you haven't seen Asteroid City, this is your last warning. We are going to spoil it. It's in theaters. Go see it if you'd like. And um, since we've told you that, no complaining. Here they come. Spoilers inbound. Did you fully grasp this movie? Understand what was going on? Yes. All right. I missed part of it. I missed part of the beginning of oh, the movie. Oh, that's pivotal. Yeah. I was so I was late to the movie. I told you this. Yes. Um, I like I was late enough that the app on my phone wouldn't let me buy the ticket. Yeah. I think it was like 15 to 20 minutes. So I asked the person the the, the you know, the ticket window. The ticket window, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't met in so long, don't remember what it's called. And I said, hey, you in know, the in uh, the in the person aquarium. Right. right. I said, hey, how, just out of curiosity, like, how far into the movie are we? She's like, maybe, maybe five minutes. I said, okay. That's too long. Apparently. Yep. Because I think that is when the Brian Cranston explanation happens. Yeah, he's first seen. I got none of that. I just came into the movie and there's all these things happening. I'm like, this is the headiest movie <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, how am I meant to decode this? This is so high concept, it's bro. Like, it's like somebody giving you a map and then the bottom right corner has been torn off. Yeah. That is where the key is for anybody that doesn't know what a map is. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I couldn't make sense of the movie the whole time I was watching. I was like, what's going on? Right. And then I pieced it together kind of by the end, but I still had holes. So mm -hmm. I like read about it today. And I was like, oh, I missed, I missed a crucial bit of information. Yeah. It's a movie about a play, but the movie is the play. And then you learn about the people that made the play. Yes. Yeah. 
There's layers. You learn about the people that write the play. Yes. The actors that are cast to be in the play. Who are also in the movie. And then watch all of that. Yeah. Okay. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Any standout scenes for you? Uh, I think I mentioned it multiple times. The diner. Yeah, I, I love sure. I love the diner. Yeah, what do you scene. like about the diner so much? It, you know, there's so much nostalgia wrapped up in like a twelve stool greasy spoon. That's just such a slice of Americana, and mm-hmm. it was filmed so beautifully. And you know, just the 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 atom bomb tests going off in the right. background, and I love that. I really like the scenes between uh, Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett Johansson where they're those window shots, the window nice. the window yeah. shots, and the cut scenes and the the, the flash pans were just. Sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Really like those. Also, every scene with uh, Jason Schwartzman's. Why is it so hard to say? I've been struggling with that. Schwartzman. Too. Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Uh, Jason Schwartzman's mm-hmm. three daughters. Yeah, I knew you'd like Those that. little girls. Little demons. Were everything, and I loved them so much. Yeah. They were good. my favorite. Why? Uh, they just had such unique personalities for young girls like mm. they were like maybe what probably six i think the seven? yeah they're they're probably like yeah six to ten maybe yeah in that range and yeah well, the, the first the first interaction thing. at the diner was yeah. what can i get you princesses we're not princesses i'm a uh blood-sucking vampire vampire and one's like i'm a mummy from like, ancient egypt and the other one's like, the one that goes on like a rant like i've yeah. been a mummy that was buried in a tomb and i was wrapped in and then i was yeah. buried with a pharaoh and then one goes i'm a fairy yeah <laughs> They were great, yeah. And they, you know, their their mom had passed away, so they were doing the the spell over the Tupperware yeah. ashes. Yeah, that was fantastic. So, so help me out with this. The, the we're watching the play slash movie. Yes, the mom is only played by Margot Robbie. Is that correct? Correct. These girls didn't lose their mom. The ashes that are being buried is a prop in the play. Correct. So none of that is actually. There wasn't like layers of like, no, this is a, I can't think of a good example where this has happened before, but this is all pretend. Yes. All right. The movie in color that we're watching yes. is a film representation of, of a stage play. production. Right. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. I still think there's stuff to be said about this. Like, you know, the kid, the dare kid, what'd you think of him? He was all right. I love Lee Shriver though. Yeah. A person we've not even mentioned. Yeah. What'd you like about him here? He is just fantastic. He's got one of the most iconic voices maybe in history. Does he? Um, yes. He's narrated many, many sports documentaries and, and other documentaries that are just fantastic. He's got such a recognizable voice. I also love him as uh, Ray Donovan. Sure. Fantastic series. Uh, I liked his character in this. He was just so gruff. He just played a like fed up dad. But yes. then I liked when when the the Dare Me kid had the monologue and they was like, why? Why That's always the moment I was going to bring up? Yeah, yeah. Why always with the daring? And the kid, he's hyper intelligent, right? They're all like brainy. Well, they're, like, they're brainy. Literal, yeah. But yeah. literal geniuses yeah. that, and he breaks it down in terms that these puds can understand. And it was just like soul crushing. Well, yeah, because he's like he's such a goofy idiot of a character. Where he's like he's always his whole thing is like if you haven't seen it, like <laughs> I think he approaches people dare and he goes dare me, and they're like inevitably like dare you to what? And he's like dare me to jump off this roof, and they're like no, and then he does it. Yeah, and then finally somebody asks him, they're like why his dad? His dad is why are you why are you doing all this? Like why are you why are you asking me to to dare you? And it's something like like I'm afraid to be forgotten, and if I do this. You'll remember me. It was, I want my existence to be acknowledged. Right. That type of thing. Sure. And Steve Carell and Lee Schreiber were both like, no, what do you, what do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. What do okay, you want? I'll dare you. What? Yeah. And then like, it was, I think it was like hug a cactus. Yeah. Climb a cactus. Climb a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like both like, no. What yeah. But for a moment, like it's, it's this crack in the facade of this comedy where you're like, I think this is kind of what the movie is getting at. Yeah. And I don't mean the movie, just exclusively the movie that we are watching, which is the play. I mean, the movie as a whole, Asteroid City. Is is kind of about like like what is like what's the point of this? Like that's the thing that gets brought up a lot. Like what is the point? Like that's the Jason Schwartzman character thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the point of any of this? Like, why did I put my hand on the thing? Why? 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 And there's no answers. And Anderson does not care to give us those answers. Yeah. And maybe there aren't answers to that. Maybe it's like, who knows what the point is? You still gotta keep putting on this show that you and I are putting on right now. Not I don't mean the podcast, I mean the show of life. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Who knows why we're doing it? I don't know. But we're doing it. Yeah. And that's it. That's what we have to do. For fun. I guess. It's not always fun, though. Right? right? Like, some of it's trash. Sometimes your mom has died, and you have to tell your kids that. Mm -hmm. Like, and sometimes an alien shows up, and you have no explanation. You're left to wonder how small you are in the universe. It doesn't matter. 
or it does. It's unclear, but we're all doing it, and we just keep doing it. Right. And that's the sh that's the movie. Yeah. It's that we just keep doing the thing we're doing, <laughs> whether there's a reason or not, right. and whether it matters or not. I that's, think that's the movie's about. That's a good overall takeaway from this. It also feels like a cop out, kind of like yeah. It feels like I'm boiling it down to that, but I think that is kind of what it is. Yeah. Uh, did this movie ever cross the bridge of uh, art into satirical? Comedy. You've mentioned like the the phrase self aware. You've mentioned the phrase meta. Is that what you mean? Like, like, it's how do you mean satire? In that, like, it's so self aware. It's poking fun at like good example of the, the U.S. military industrial complex. Oh, I think stuff like that for sure. It's very it, the, in those moments, it yes. branched into the satirical. Yeah, but I I think those are just I don't want to say distractions. I think those are little jokes along the way that um, are buried in a larger arc, which is that what the, the stupid little tangent I just went on is like, this is the thing mm -hmm. that we're all doing. Yep. And we're living in a world where the military just exists. Totally. And they keep doing their thing too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what makes this a different Wes Anderson movie is that it just has this really large kind of ambiguous, unanswerable thing. Yeah. And it was, it was linear, but it was not um, as self-contained. Yeah, sure. It had a lot more moving parts. Yep. Because every other one of his films that I can, I'm recalling are like, here's the story, these are the people, this is what's right. happened. Sometimes it jumps around time-wise, like yes. this was seven years ago, whatever, but it's all about the people you're watching. So, I mean, yes. there was there was layers added to this movie that, did it help? Did it hurt? Right. You know, that's for, for you, the viewer, to decide, but I, I didn't love it. Sure. This might not be correct, but for the most part, Wes Anderson movies are about the characters in the movies. Mm -hmm. This movie might be about us, might be about the audience, might be about people, hmm. and not Is specific he, people. He's kind of like pulling a a, a Babylon. He, sure, yeah, totally. Like this was about Hollywood. You know, one was a about this, and the other's more about the indictment. You know, what I'm saying just changing the mm -hmm. viewpoint of your stereotypical film, which is actually a nice counterpoint, not counterpoint, um, parallel to Damien Chazelle, the director of Babylon, who who did um, La La Land, La La Land um, Whiplash, very insulated stories about characters on screen mm -hmm. branching out and saying something about. Uh, in that case, yeah, in the case of Babylon, like Hollywood as a machine, mm -hmm. um, and in this case, like humanity as a thing. Yeah. I like seeing directors do that, kind of, yeah, like reaching farther and expanding. You their want your favorite artists to grow, right? Totally. Unless they're Mumford and Sons and they change their music style. Just go back to the. Dun, 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 Did dun. they? Yeah, they turned. They, I don't know. Like I'm one of their albums. Loop. Me neither. But they well, did, you like, know more than me. Did so they go I, like they did like a like a Coldplay sounding album, Ooh. which is fine. Like you want them to grow, right, on paper. But yeah. then you're like, but it was not your fault, but mine. Give me that back. Yeah, grow grow a little less, guys. Rain it yeah. down. Um. Anything else do you have on the city of asteroids? I think I covered all the talking points that it really mm -hmm. stuck out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, then I guess it's probably, dude, about time for beer two. Does that sound good to you? No. Does it I sound want a great? Hard, I want a hard ah, sell. Shoot. All right. I was just in my routine. Okay. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, we're uh, we're situated. We've uh, we're in the process of learning some stuff about beverage number two today. Um, well, I guess we'll just get sort of the the bare bones stuff out of the way one more time. It's called Flavor Flow, um, and it's we're going to say technically a collaboration, kind of, um, between Creative Creature out of El Cajon and uh, Terp Slurp, which is something we'll talk about in a minute. It's a hard seltzer. It's five percent, uh, and this one has a whopping. Eight unique reviews on Untapped. Whoa! So technically more, though functionally, practically speaking, not much. On the can is a Yeti surfing on a wave with a volcano in the background shooting out. Um, did you remember on the Suicide Squad? In the Suicide Squad, the movie, the the dude, um, David uh, David uh, Dow Da. I'll think of his name in a minute. The guy with the spots. Oh yeah, that's what's shooting out of the volcano. Are those spots? Oh, totally. Pretty um, specific reference, but if you know it, you'll be able to picture exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Johnny, what does the bottom of the can say near the description of the beverage itself? Flavor flow, 5% ABV, slushy, hard seltzer, pineapple, strawberry, coconut, nerds, and strawberry cough terps. Okay, so let's do the beer review first, and then we can talk about terp slurp. What are strawberry cough terps? Don't know. Is that weed? I'm sure it's the thing from terp slurp. You or know it's what I mean? terpenes from marijuana. Terpenes are also in hops. 
So who knows? But I don't think this has uh, any hops. Is, strawberry, is strawberry cough is a strain of weed. Sure. Well, I think that's their thing, but we're getting ahead of ourselves, man. I keep trying to get us back on track here. We're going to talk about all the all the Terp Slurp stuff probably soon. All right. This is, uh, this is the color of pink lemonade. It's got a little more carbonation than the first one. I've got a tiny bit of lacing around the edge, almost trying to form a circle to make a little bit of a little bit of a head, but not really. I am going to keep talking because I think you're about to taste yours. I've already and, had it. Oh, it's perfect. Great. Well, tell me what you think, man. Tell me more because I'd right. love to try it. Immediate uh, impressions of a red Slurpee, big time. Uh, some lime. Yeah, it's... It's a real, uh, it's a real mishmash of flavors. Yeah, and it hits me like in the back of the throat in a weird, yeah, heartburn kind of way. Heartburn, acidity, <laughs> just like caustic. Um, mm, nice. Yeah, like immediately kind of yeah, discom- radioactive discomfort makes me want to go. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just did <laughs> quite a bit. All right. Yeah. 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 Me too. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's not subtle. It's a it's a very sugary hard seltzer. And I guess just to get this out of the way, Terp Slurp is a – maybe they have a brick and mortar, but they're definitely a truck that drives around Southern California serving uh, icy slushies, whatever you call them. People call them different things, but uh, I'm going to say slushies. Mm-hmm. Um, they have 13 different flavors. They were founded in 2017. Some of them have CBD, uh, hence the uh, weed reference, which I think is what we're deciding Terp mm-hmm. Slurp is. You can look into that if you want. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the gist of that. Uh, so I'm guessing the thing that you said, the strawberry terps, is that what you said? Strawberry cough terps. Sure. Is, uh, is a flavor maybe from that truck? Probably. Car, um, that they added into their flavor flow seltzer. Do you like this? You know, first impression, no. Okay. But then second impression and a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit more thought, like kinda. Well, what's see, I'm going the other way. I was like, kinda, and now I'm like, I'm over it. Like I'm, I'm, I've only had one drink, but I'm like, all right, I don't care. It immediately makes the back of my throat feel so funny. I know. I don't like that. Um, I, yeah, I have this, the same amount of negativity of the feeling as I do with the taste. Like it's not bothering me a ton, but I don't like it. Like very cherry limeade. It's it's too sugary tasting. Man. Yeah, I, it's, I, I don't know. It it's astringent almost in its yeah. It's just drinking experience. Yeah, it's it's pointy. It's, <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a pointy beverage. Um, it's sharp. It's tangy. It's zesty, but not in a great way. It's um. I don't hate it. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna try a second drink. But um, it reminds me of overly acidic orange juice. It's not. I don't think it's citrusy enough to be orange. No, juice. but that vibe though of just like. If I may offer uh, a supplement, how about um, like a cran raspberry juice from concentrate that you put from the freezer into a big pitcher? I think it's that, but you don't add enough water. Yeah, because it's 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 a dry, sour. It's sharp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, or I could see this if someone was like, "This is a sour candy that we've turned into a drink." Well, there are nerds in it. Are are there nerds in this? Oh, you did say nerds, huh? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's it. A- and nerds have that dry, chalky quality. You ever just put a whole one of the tiny boxes of nerds in your mouth? Oh yeah, it's the only way to eat them. That's me too. Agreed. That's what this is doing to my mouth and throat. It reminds me of that. Just that uh, overload of like dissolved sour powder. It uh, yeah, it really does actually. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a fan of this? I don't think so. I'm not either. Oh. Do you want to talk about it more? Or should we just rate it? <sighs> it could have been better. I would have liked them to stick with one flavor if they're going to do like a slushy, slurpee-inspired thing. Yeah. Like, just give me a strawberry seltzer. Or a strawberry pineapple. Give me more of that. Give me some more sweetness instead of- I want one. You just want the one. I just want one. I'm not a mix the slurpees kind of guy. Oh, you're not? No, I like a one- Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. Another difference between us comes to light. Yeah. You never mix like the raspberry and blue raspberry? No. To get like, you know, more, you get better. It's better that way because you get more- that's what I'm I that's I'm my kid brain Pick one, commit. All right. Uh, I don't like it. I don't either. It makes my throat feel funny. It's giving me heartburn. Are Wait, you? Are you gonna? Go ahead. Sorry. It's way too sweet. Are I'm you not gonna, gonna have drink more? anymore? You're not. No. See, I don't, I don't like it. I think I like it even less than you. And I'm gonna drink some more of it. So I, I guess I gotta check my logic. I don't want more of it. Johnny Summers, flavor flow out of ten. <sighs> wait, wait, wait! Don't say it. Yet. Okay, I got my number. Three point two. Yeah, mine's a three. Um, weird. I'm going to, those are the same ratings. Yeah. Practically speaking. Um, you can try it. It's at Spikes here in Chico. Um, it's a thing that exists. It's up from Southern California. 
I don't think a ton of people have had it. So, and that's based on my untapped research. Yeah. Um, if you're prone to heartburn, be warned for this one. It's yeah. extremely heartburn prone. It's the most heartburn heartburn inducing seltzer that I've ever had. Oh, not me. Uh, no, truly margarita is bad. Oh, those are tough. Those are bad. Um, yeah, dude. What I was gonna say, you started off by saying at first it reminds you of. I thought you were gonna say four loco. Oh, ooh. You know what I mean? Like that same That's kind of call. that astringency, that like um, really artificial kind of. It's abrasive. It's super abrasive. Um, like God knows there's a time and a place for a four loco. It's often on this show when I haven't seen the movie, but yeah. uh, I've seen the movie this week and I don't know why I am drinking this now. Right? Because I don't deserve this, this is, punishment. So you say this feels like punishment. It does feel like punishment a little bit, and I'm you know. I'm not a glutton for it, but I've got an appetite sometimes. Yeah. Um, but daddy ain't hungry today. That's it. Not for this kind of punishment. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, anything else, Johnny Summers, on this beverage? Ah, you can skip it. Okay, once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. To recap, both of our beverages this week come from Creative Creature out of El Cajon and are currently available at Spike's Bottle Shop here in Chico. Asteroid City is screening in wide release. If you have feedback on anything we've discussed today, maybe you are a creative creature, you're very offended, you can call or text us, 530-433-0839. Again, that number, save it in your phone, 530-433-0839. Or if you want, feel free to send us a good old-fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. Next week on the show, we're covering Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which hits theaters this weekend. Go see it if you want to know all the juicy details we'll be discussing. As a reminder to our radio listeners, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes the always unpredictable Hot and Bothered, or if you want to go digging through six-plus years' worth of backlogged episodes dating all the way back to 2016, head over to your preferred podcast platform and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. We'll be back on the radio waves of KZFR next Saturday at 4 p.m., so until then, consume some films and beers that broaden your horizons, and if you enjoyed the show, you can leave a tip at kzfr.org. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and to those of you currently heading to the beach or cleaning your house, listening in podcast form, we'll be right back with Hot and Bothered. Hot and Bothered. Welcome to Hot and Bothered, portion of the show, portion of the podcast. Excuse me. We're no longer a radio show, just podcasting. Johnny, Johnny thing? Excuse me? Johnny, do you have anything Johnny you want to you wanna say now that we're in Hot and Bothered? I'm not even holding some in. Fuck. All right, good boy. Good boy. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what's more disturbing. Your list of profanity, me accidentally saying good boy when I'm going to say good job. <laughs> good boy. Johnny thing. Good boy. <laughs> um, all right. Hot and Bothered is where we catch up with each other um, and, and yeah, talk dude. about our weeks. So, How's your week? Uh, it's been great. Excellent. I um, have not slept much today. I got up early because I had some house guests. Oh, I was going to say drugs? No. That's um, good. Children, which is um, sort of sort of the Oof. same. It leads to drugs. Um, yeah. Friends in town, Kristen and Clark and Kennedy were in town. Um, so I want to give them a shout out. They were with us here for a couple of days, um, played a lot of VR, drank some sweet applesauce from little juice packets, ate some Uncrustables, played in the river. Um, are they gone now? They are gone now. They, mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to need to take some of that apple juice. I knew, yeah, I knew you were going to. Yeah. Um, so a lot of fun. We uh, spent lots of time playing. I made Eggo waffles, but I've been getting up at, um, I guess, normal times, 6.30 yeah. in the morning. Um, but then yesterday I ended up playing a casino gig out of town. So uh, got up at 6.30 in the morning, got home at like 1.30 in the morning, got up again at 6. So I'm Oof. a little bit beat today. Yeah. Um, I've had a big rehearsal all day. We were rehearsing for, I guess it would have been 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, about seven hours um, for a show tomorrow. That's my Skies Out, Thighs Out band. We're having our debut show tomorrow night. Um, As we June record, if you're 30th. listening. Correct. Nice job. It's tonight. Uh, if, yeah, if you listen to this the day that the episode drops, it is tonight at the Commons. It's a free show, 7 or 9. Um, Johnny, what are you doing uh, Friday night? I won't be seeing Max perform, unfortunately. Sadly. I will be seeing one Bill Burr perform. William. Billiam Burr. Billiam Burr. Billiam Burr down at uh, Thunder Valley in, in the old Lincoln going sure. with friends of the show, Andy Laurie, God. Jason and Kelsey. Missing. That's pissing me right off. Yeah. But okay. Bringing a bunch of I know. patrons. We're having an anti-Max I know, dude. You're like, Come on, you guys. Like, are you serious? Sorry, these tickets were uh, purchased probably four months before even the concept of Skies Out, Thighs Out was. No. Yeah. No. You don't know how long I've been dreaming about this. Well, since first I heard about it. Sure. Fair enough. So before I even knew of the existence of this summertime feel-good party band, 
uh, these tickets were purchased. Right. So unfortunately, we'll have to catch you on the next one. Fair enough. But yeah, so I'll be down there for that. I'm super stoked. It's going to be fun. Uh, great. Well, I am going to miss you, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening because Rob and I were talking about this after our casino gig, uh, driving home from Elk Grove. And uh, we were talking about Bill Burr and how I had so many defectors who were not coming to my show. <laughs> and he was he was like, I, you know, I was like, do you like Bill Burr? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, and I was like, let's listen to it. He's like, he, he complains. That's Bill Burr's Did thing. Did you listen to his podcast or his No, I listened stand-up. to a live album at Red Rocks. Okay. Um, I don't know what year it was. It seemed kind of old. Okay. Um, he dropped a homophobic slur that starts with an F, ends with something that rhymes with bags, mm-hmm. quite a few times. And I was like, that sounds something like 2005 kind of comedy. Mm. The good news is he still complains today in his mm-hmm. comments. It's this whole thing. He's like very negative, and it's just not my thing. He's an angry East Coast comic. It's great. I know, but it's just like, oh, I'm just so tired of like middle-aged dudes complaining. Like, I just, I get it. Like, there's just so many people complaining in the world all the time. I don't know. I think he's got a bit more Bill to say than that. Bill Burr is the opposite of Skies Out, Thighs Out. We're just all about, like, it all's good. It's all gravy, baby. But you maybe that maybe he's got more. Who knows? All right. Um, but maybe a place you and I can come together is beer. And a brew fest? Yeah, I did that last Saturday. Oh, is this hot or bothered? The way you said it, it was just a, it was a lot of work. It was a little bit of both. Okay, uh, tell and, me I, what is it. So last Saturday was the uh, Sir Optimus Brewfest at the Chico Elks Lodge. A uh, big event. Saw a bunch of friends out there, a bunch of patrons, bunch of industry people, a bunch of Chico people. It was uh, it was a very good time. Susan was out there. Ken was out there. Uh, Chad Rankin was out there. Jason from Burgers and Brew was out there. A bunch of friends. It was nice uh, shoutouts. You tag all those people. Uh, when you drop this episode, maybe we'll see <laughs> if, they, if they are in it. Okay, um, this is a good gathering. But yeah, it's it's always a lot of work, and I've I find that when I'm in charge of facilitating so many moving parts, and I have so much responsibility on a Saturday, I kind of fuck off like in a lot of other ways in my uh-huh. personal life, like uh-huh. leading up to it. Just letting things fall through the crack because I'm like focused on this big event where I'm doing logistics for three separate breweries. And, That's and my life. Six kegs and yeah, it's. I get it, man. It's wild. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. I felt like I was almost like disassociating because I was so hyper focused on making this shit go smooth. Yep. Um, and if that was my only job, that'd be cool. But it's, uh-huh. it's one of several functions that I perform. Sure. So it was a lot of work, but like once you're set up and you're there and you're in the vibe, it's great. It's a it's a blast. Uh and it was 85 degrees last weekend. Oh, nice. Thank God, because tomorrow I know what tomorrow's or, gonna yeah, be. 109. Uh <laughs> I probably would have just said, you know, I'm not going. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No one should go. It's a safety hazard at that what, point. What is Seroptimist? Seroptimist is uh, a local nonprofit that gives back to different charities and shelters and uh, things in the community of Chico. Okay. It's been around forever. Is this like a Chico chapter of Seroptimist International? Correct. Uh, which is it's, uh, from like 1921. Uh, and I'm just going off the, the cuff of my memory here, but I think it's a... Founded in 1921 as a global volunteer service for women with nearly 72,000 members in 121 countries, if I remember right. Your mind is oddly specific and accurate. Okay, that is what it is, though? Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, they do a lot of great things in the community. The owner of our company is actually going to be the president of Seroptimus next year, so it was very important to to participate and facilitate everything going smoothly. So, ton of work. uh, Only had one day off, so had Sunday to just chill Mm -hmm. and then right back to the grind. But... That translated into me taking tomorrow off. Sweet. So it was my Friday. That's nice, so man. I'm going to wake up and get some breakfast and play some games. It's going to be great. What are you so, doing tonight? Uh, tonight, going out to dinner and then probably playing some Diablo. Cool. Yeah. It's a solid Johnny. What night. are you doing? Uh, I'm going to work on stuff for tomorrow. Oh, I thought night. you played a gig or something. No, no, no. No, I had I took tonight off because yeah. I was like, I'm going to be too swamped with tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was wise because sometimes I will just book gigs. You've been known to over, yeah, yeah. overfill the plate. 100%. That's all right. Well, good for you for setting up some healthy boundaries and saying, I need tonight. Thanks, man. I got something that'll bum you out. Uh, not oh, bum you off. Sweet. Piss you off. Uh, I almost had an excuse to watch Bo is Afraid again. Almost. Yeah. I was, I was about to show it to a couple people. And then didn't pan out. Like we got carried away in conversation, but I almost had a chance to watch it again. Good. They're still your friends. Yeah. Well, we didn't watch it. Yeah. That's why they're still your friends. I see. Yeah. Uh, man, just got five. We talked about that movie so much with somebody who had seen it and we were like trying to talk to the other people like, oh, you guys got to watch it. Um, man, I love that movie. It's great. Uh, we missed, I think we've officially missed our 2022 top movies of the year. We're not doing that episode. No. It's too late. Yep. But I'm so stoked for that, for this year's films. All right. That's going to be on there. Fair so enough. about that movie. Um, 
That's all I got. I think for hot and bothered. Do you have anything else? I think that's all I got, man. Fourth uh, of July is coming up. I got a random Tuesday off, so I might just go see a movie on Fourth of July if they're open. Nice. We record. They, we record at some point next week. Uh, yeah, we record. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, we do. Yes, we do record sometime next week. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Cool. All right, man. I don't know what I'm doing. What are you doing for the Fourth of July? I am going down to Modesto to see my family. Nice. Uh, setting off some fireworks, probably. That's doing a little barbecuing. Um, and that's that. That's nice. my plan. Excellent. Well, All right. Enjoy your freedom. And the rest <laughs> of you as well, and also with your spirit. As usual, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of ba- Bailey Minardi. Check out uh, Patreon if you want to support our show, patreon.com slash Cinema. Of course, check out the Handlebars Happy Hour, seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. My name's Max Minardi. My name's Johnny Summers. Thanks again for hanging out with us for a while. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, do me a favor. Just watch all of Wes Anderson's movies. They're quality films. If you haven't mm-hmm. watched all of them, mm-hmm. you should. Uh, drink some tasty beers, whatever makes you happy. Most importantly, be excellent to each other. Happy 4th of July. We'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.